This is GamesAtWork.biz, your weekly podcast about gaming, technology, and play. Your hosts are Michael Martin, Andy Piper, and Michael Rowe. The thoughts and opinions on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests alone and are not the opinions of any organization which they have been, are, or may be affiliated with. This is episode 365, Pixel Perfect. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Michael Rowe here on Friday and getting excited because I get to spend the next uh, 30 minutes or so talking to my friends and co-hosts about tech, technology, gaming, and other interesting things that we've discovered this week out on the interwebs. So uh, let me introduce my friend and co-host, Michael Martin. Michael, how are you? Fantabulous. And it is a good day that to be uh, with you guys and being able to talk tech. Uh, Andy, how's your day going? Or your evening, I should say. My evening is starting well um, because I'm getting to podcast with you both and uh, talk tech and geek out. And I'm looking forward. I've got a long weekend this weekend, so I've got a, a day off on Monday. So uh, looking forward to some 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 techie fun over the weekend as well. I've got plenty of gadgets to, to, to play with. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. What's uh, what's on deck? Oh my goodness, do we have some fun stuff today? So we have like a two hopper. So our our friend and listener Alexis pings us a link that came in from Grady Booch about a um, application called Life Calendar, life-cal.com, and this particular application uh, or structure, I guess, of way of looking at life allows you to have uh, pixel by pixel your weeks of expended life, I guess, <laughs> and life to come, uh, <laughs> more or less, and asks you really important questions like, um, did you do something this week that you would remember f- on your deathbed? Uh, have you have you done something important? And that kind of uh, memento mori thought is really intriguing. Um, although I would have to say that the the pixels, as you start filling them in on a page, that might be a little anxiety producing there too. When you start saying, hmm, <laughs> am I halfway done? Am I three quarters of the way done? Um, uh, can I get a mushroom and get some extra life weeks back or something? <laughs> I'm never done is my plan. <laughs> This is, is this a paper ritual? Yeah. This is, right? This is basically you're you, just going to color in a small... And do you go back and start from the beginning and color in all of the existing ones so that you get to a point where you know roughly what your where you are in your finite number of in your progress bar? Yeah. Or do you start I, afresh? I think you, sort of- you. I don't. I think it starts you off from you enter your date of birth, and then it'll already fill in for you what's transpired. So then it becomes a coloring exercise. Like, okay, it's okay. This week oh, I see. Okay, right. so well, it's, now... it's a retrospective exercise. It's not just coloring, right? You you think back each week. What have I done? Right. As you say, all right. I think that's so kind of cool. no, I'm clicking through this because I'd only read. I'd seen twi- Grady's tweet, and um, and then I'd followed the link, but I hadn't clicked through to actually proceed. So let me. It's now asking me to put in my date of birth. Okay, I'm going to do that. So I guess that will tell me where I am, and then I have month markings. I can choose. Um. I can choose every three months, every month, or no markings. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have, um, and you, yeah, and you let's can have choose, an every month. 
you can choose year how range, long so I can you have. Choose yeah. when I'm starting, year one, and when I want to end. So uh, I can go to a, you can go as far as 110 as your um as your end year. I'm going to pick a oh, bit earlier than that. I always think of Jiminy Cricket in Pinocchio. I'm going to live to be 103. And then I get to choose a quote um, from somebody, or, or, or you know, um, auspicious, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, then I can download this. Proceed to download calendar. Uh, I can download this uh, as A4 letter or A3 with a watermark unless I pay the money. Um, and... Um, or I can get a PDF. Well, I, I can want the PDF anyway, because I can presumably then import this into something digital and uh, color this in in a digital way. Um, so let's uh, let's see. Let's see how... Uh, uh, those are all the number of days I've had. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> the, the sad thing is, uh, depending on how you set it up, uh, how much is ahead versus how much is behind. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could pick your start year being this year, and then that that way it looks like you got many more to go. That'll be good. You don't have a choice of the color that colors are in either. It's it's a it's a big, very firm black box, like uh, if you were doing those old uh, exam papers with the multiple choice questions. Scantron. That's right. That's right. So, all right. Well, there we go. Yeah. So, how much do you want to? How much you want to try this thing out? I guess and start tracking your lives. You know, I, I do. I, like I do try to um, write, and I've been thinking more and more about going after the whole artist way morning pages kind of routine. I don't know if either of you have looked into that sort of thing before, um, or if you do a diary or a blog that's just for you, not for publication. Um, but I could see where this tool would be really helpful as a starting point. It's like, okay, here I am. It's the end or the beginning of the week. Did I do something that was memorable? cool that's now the inspiration maybe for that bit of writing so uh, I, I might give it a go in that in that regard one of the things that i do like though the whole memento mori thing I, I do subscribe to that structure pretty heavily um and i wear regularly a tibetan bracelet that has little sc- carved wooden skulls and those skulls are there to just remind you that life is fleeting and you should do the sorts of things that are important and uh, auspicious and that should be on a pretty constant basis. So I I like this and I'm glad Alexis found this and sent it our way. So thank you, sir. And thanks Grady for uh, writing a little bit about it as well. All right. um, Next up, uh, this was an article that I found sometime earlier this week uh, that I was inspired to include in our show playlist for this week because we had talked about artificial intelligence identifying when to break you up with uh, maybe a long-standing partner and this article is about websites and self-help structures to mend broken relationships so it's kind of the opposite it's like how do you get back together with your ex Um, and how might you go through the various steps and stages of doing that? Like, for example, that this might be, you know, a little bit of a, a a tough love sort of thing, no pun intended. Uh, don't, don't reach out to your ex every time, every day, you need some space to begin with, and then you kind of step your way into it. So I was thinking, 
hmm, you know, you've got all these websites that do this sort of thing uh, uh, with varying degrees of sophistication and psychology and other things behind them. Why couldn't an artificial intelligence be just as adept at putting people back together as it might be suggesting when people should be broken apart? So I, I think would be really cool, you know, from a from a programming exercise perspective. Why not just why not just string all those apps together? So you could have the one that finds you the best date, right? So so like a Tinder profile app that then feeds you into when you should break up app, which then goes in and how do you get back together app? And just string them all together and then just cause it to be a loop. Yeah, just like a full It's, it's kind of like war games where you learn that the best way to play the game is not to play at all. <laughs> you could do that, but then, the, you know, you're missing out on some of the fun at least, right? So that was that was my uh, little fun I like bit it. about this, and you, you can take a look at it. And like I said, these various and sundry websites have uh, different degrees of sophistication. Some are complete pop science; others might have a little bit more. Uh, I'm not recommending any of them particularly, but I thought it was kind of funny in talking about AIs that d- uh, help you figure out when you might want to break up. Why wouldn't an AI might say, "Well, you know what? That's maybe not the best idea. You've made a choice, and now let's help you get back together." Very cool. All right. So uh, next up on the list, um, something that is is truly uh, fantastic, uh, metaverse and Lego-inspired. So it hits on many of the hot buttons that this particular podcast <laughs> team likes to do. Um, the North Carolina company Epic and Lego are partnering up to build a metaverse for kids. And the first thing that struck my mind when I read about this is that this is not lego's first rodeo when it comes to a metaverse style environment however um you know why not partner up and why not bring your franchise and your unique properties and the like to an environment that already is uh, making a major business out of that that sort of capability so I, I can't. It was called like it wasn't Uverse, it was Lego Uverse or something like that. I played it for a little while, some years ago. Um, it was called Lego yeah, Universe. Yeah. Lego Universe. Universe. It, it, Universe was an, yeah. it was an MMO that existed for a couple of years, sort of a early, sort of 2010, 2012, I think. It so even it wasn't even a, a two year lifespan, I don't think. Um, but. Uh, it, yeah, I, I think there were. I know we, we we remember there were challenges with that. Um, I find this interesting, of course, because I'm a Lego fan. Um, it also calls out the story that we're reading. Calls out the fact that they just um, this week the uh, the new Lego uh, Star Wars Skywalker Saga game came out. Oh yes, um, yes. So there's been right. a, a ton of coverage of that, and of course, it, it that itself that game um, came out. A couple of years late and uh, there were various other stories about its development um, having said that I do have it uh, I did a little poll on Twitter earlier in the week asking folks which version which I should platform? get should I wait, yeah, so what, should what I wait for my Steam Deck um, but it's not available on, uh, on it, doesn't, it doesn't work on the Steam Deck apparently uh, I ended up going for Switch and the reason <laughs> was because that was the most readily easily available one which I can play it on uh, on an ongoing basis now? because if it, if it would work <laughs> on Xbox Cloud Gaming as well as Xbox, that would be fine because I could play it even though when I couldn't use the physical Xbox, um, whereas I can take the Switch with me. So that's why I chose the Switch in the end. But it's been incredibly hard to get copies of um, non-digitally, physical copies. So I did end up getting the digital version. Anyway, um, the reason but- I brought that up, 
was one that was mentioned in this story and also because Lego has commonly partnered with um, other, te- other tech companies to, to build these games. So I think it's great to some extent that they are working with, you know, a well-known company like Epic who are known for Fortnite, but they're also known for a lot of other um, properties um, in the past. Um, there's been, you know, they've, they've got their positions in the tech industry um, and, and have, have been at war with Apple and, and, uh, and app stores and so on. But um, they clearly know how to build games um, and run large scale systems like this. And I think it's interesting that Lego are working with them because I think there is an opportunity for that relationship to potentially work well and to bring what Lego do well, um, engage with young people, and um, hopefully sort of bring that ethos to the experience, the technical experience that that, that Epic have. Um, that's not to say that I'm not concerned uh, to see how it goes as well. And there was another story that we, we didn't end up on our list, but it was about Star Trek announcing they were going to do NFTs in, oh, in one of yeah, their yeah. games. And, and that kind of uh, angle on the metaverse stuff made me feel queasy. But this, um, this, is, this is interesting. I, the, the one thing that's confusing, and confusing is probably too strong a word, but when I read the article, which didn't really say much other no, than doesn't. they were partnering and they're going to do a metaverse, uh, is we, we've had a very consistent concept and discussion that the metaverse is about the interoperabilities and standards and integration across different things. And we mm. keep having more and more articles about this company is creating a metaverse. Yes. No, they're creating a virtual space. Yes. That virtual space will provide something. So this is, you know, Lego and, and Epic creating a virtual space. For mm. it to be a metaverse, it must integrate across and with other virtual spaces. It's it's like in the old days of, of you know, there was CompuServe and American Online. <laughs> Those were great online platforms, but they didn't connect up to each other easily or readily until the internet became a more commercial success for interactions between people, right? Driven by standards and integrations, etc. So I I love the metaverse title in the article. I I love (laughs) the fact that they're using that term over and over again to get as much buzz as possible. But until we learn more about this, to me, this is Epic and Lego are creating a virtual space for kids to have a safe place to do building and interactions and community. Period. It's not a metaverse yet. <laughs> right. You, you Can't know, argue with that. So. Yeah, and I wouldn't either. But but something struck me too about just Lego in terms of the gameplay, the affinity mm. for kids, and and that stretches into adults too, and the ability to take. Um, um, I don't know, maybe complex topics and make them appropriate, more appropriate for kids as well. I mean, some of the leg, uh, sorry, the star Wars stories are not necessarily child appropriate, uh, mm-hmm. but you can, you can do some things there that makes it fun uh, that tones down the violence aspect of it. And as a set of properties and, and skins and storylines and the humor that goes along with it, um, you know, we've we've talked about portability across digital spaces. Um, you know, Lego is doing that with their own stuff. They're taking the Lego bricks and making a kind of sort of middleware, aren't they? By saying you can do this in a lot of different spaces. 
No, I, 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 I conceptually agree with you, but practical, in a practical manner, what I see is they're placing lots and lots of bets right now, right, well, to decide which platform will will become the space they want to be there, wherever there is, which well, makes a lot of sense from a branding perspective and and from the whole concepts behind you know the value of the Lego. And- and so, uh, quickly on that topic, then, do we think that actually they'll build this as part of Fortnite, or, or that will interoperate with Fortnite because it's such a you know that's their big existing space, or would they, as we say, actually create another space? Which I, I imagine because I think they'd have to. I think they imagine have to because I think it's a separate space that you know. What would be cool, and we talked about this before, right? What would be cool is, you know, you start off, say, in Fortnite, and then you go into that space, and you morph from a Fortnite character into a Lego representation of that character, right? Well, a Fortnite character potentially with a massive rocket launcher, which Lego are not right, generally right. fans of. Which turns of. into, right, in, in, in Legoland turns into a thing that shoots flowers or something, I don't mm. know. <laughs> I can see, or maybe a BFG nine thousand. The, the, exactly, but there will be on and off ramps around this, and I can see that the part of Epic that would be intriguing for them is getting a user population early, and then having them have the ability to migrate to other environments and other digital spaces into the future. Right. So your your walled gardens just become different walled gardens potentially, maybe, maybe. All right. So um, moving along for a moment, uh, we have an article about uh, a virtual, a digital, but not really um, mm. a, a pixel flavored Coke. And, and having been a fan of Coca-Cola for quite a long time, I, I actually even worked for them once upon a time. Um, and having been to Atlanta and tasted various and sundry different drinks, I can say with absolute certainty, some of the Coca-Cola drinks that are served in different places in the world are not quite so tasty and this particular this particular (laughs) article uh seemed to think that this particular pixel coke is not all that either um but the but the boxing is good the unboxing is good i i thought this was a hilarious article and as someone uh who really really despises the thing that they thought it tasted like (laughs) um i i just thought it was hilarious um and uh yeah having i've also been to you know the world of coke in atlanta uh, don't drink a lot of coke haven't for a long time so uh, but i i just thought this was a hilarious way of again it's buzzword compatible they're going for a pixel drink uh the the question is it sounds like this is just a one-off kind of promo thing i don't think they're really making this are they no 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 so not only is it a pixel thing um it's it was born in the metaverse inspired by the playfulness of pixels rooted in the experiences that gaming makes possible yes now oh well that's just brilliant <laughs> i put this to both of you gentlemen all right i'll bet i'll bet you it could taste worse mana potion <laughs> yeah exactly he knew where i was going with it <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah i was thought about i thought about that when when, when i first saw it i was like mm-mm but it comes in little small little jars like this. Yeah, I was reading that this reading this story this morning as I made my cup of coffee and I thought I've shared it with both of you and I thought to myself, mana potion. Mana potion. Huh. <sighs> happy times. <laughs> well many, many years times. ago. 
I, I, I do have, and it's not a mana potion, but I do have a bottle of Coca-Cola from 1982 sitting up on my shelf back here that still has Coca-Cola in it and the cap is still on it. And there's no way I'm opening that to drink it. Not going to do it. Yeah, no, I, because I mean, it's going to be I worth I have one millions. roughly the same year. You might, you might have, have one a 1983 one, I'm guessing. Uh, mine was uh, a, a national championship in a different type of sport, not basketball. Ah, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and and saving saving Coke and cans. Uh, so let me let me um, offer anyone who is wanting to go get one of these Coke bites or these Pixel Cokes and save it. Um, Coca Cola cans do have a finite lifespan, and eventually they will uh. leak. So word to the wise. Huh. Ask me how I know. Or, or non-wise if you actually want to drink it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right. So, gents, uh, we're winding up our show for today. And I only, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about this one at, when it first came out, but I, I love the visualization. In Reddit, there is an r slash place time lapse that is just um it's pixel perfect you know it's it, it, yeah. it's it's all it's all changing all the time and i just love just staring at this it's fantastic are you familiar with are you familiar with what this is i, I remember that the there was what the million dollar homepage. the million i knew you were going to say the million dollar yes. i thought you might say yeah. the million dollar homepage. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was a thing back a long 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 time ago mm-hmm. um but um, this was an April Fool. So, so Reddit did this a few years ago, um, and they did they did it again this year, where essentially anybody could add a pixel, um, and in this case, it was done across a number of days, um, and the the canvas kind of grew over time. So it was really a collaborative um, artwork that grew as you know different redditors contributed. Um, one of the things I particularly love is in the first panel, which um, so there's a, there's a little time lapse, and this is I think it was a four uh, four days, I think it over it ran over, um, but the first quadrant, the top left quadrant, which um, runs in this time lapse, you can scrub through it actually if you if you click the right link to get to the right page. Um, there is a uh, a Star Wars um, poster. That gets created over time. Um, it kind of emerges quite early on, actually, uh, as 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 a, an element of the design. Um, really, it's there by about four or five minutes into the into the time lapse, and then it stays for the longest time without anybody touching it or overwriting it or destroying it um, until a little bit later on, and then it kind of comes emerges back again after it's been sort of defaced. There's a lot of stuff that's emerging. Um, there's a beautiful um, one of the first things that happens is that a, a huge um, Ukrainian flag colors gets yeah. spread across the whole canvas, which is really wonderful to see as well. Um, there, there's some the, the, not the safe Germans were really busy too. There. There's a lot of German colors in there. Um, there's some there's some not safe for work stuff as you might expect for Reddit, um, but it, it's it's fascinating to watch it emerge and evolve and continue to sort of live like a game of life, you know, the game of life, the uh, animations, um, mm-hmm. even after, you know, particular bits of it are notionally finished, um, designs have emerged, um, but people continue to contribute. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed watching the playback. I didn't mm-hmm. follow it as it was happening uh, at all. Uh, just, you need, you know, I mean, it's uh, almost impossible to make meaning from it until you speed it all the way up. I, 
that's one of the things um, to think about. But uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Well, folks, I, we've reached the end of our time here, unfortunately, for this edition of uh, Games at Work. Biz, and we will be taking a small holiday next week, too, as the co-hosts all have other co-hosting duties to do in other places as opposed to the recording. So please do tune back in, share what you're seeing, feeling, thinking, um, and post them over to us on Twitter or the other channels, and we'll be able to pick them up. We'll be back again with you in two weeks' time with another edition of Games at Work, not Biz. See ya. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Games at Work, not Biz, the podcast about gaming, technology, and play. We are part of the Blueberry Podcasting Network and would like to thank the band Random Encounters for their song, Big Blue. You can follow us on Twitter at gamesatwork underscore biz or at our website at gamesatwork.biz. <laughs> <laughs>